Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Dave Chappelle weighing in on affordable housing, my interview with MCT COO Phil Rosori on what separates one hedge advisory firm from another, and that good old I word, inflation. If you see someone buying candy, popcorn, and soda at the movies, they must be a drug dealer. There's no other explanation for that type of income. Yes, inflation is moving ahead faster than most would prefer. A little is good, a lot is not, as we found out yesterday and as we've learned for the last several months. U.S. consumer prices jumped 7.5% year-over-year in January to hit a four-decade high. Of course, it's important to note that inflation differs across income and demographic cohorts, as well as geographic regions. Rising energy costs were the big driver of the headline number, as were used cars. If you take away seasonal adjustments, the headline CPI rose 8.2%. The price appreciation in the past year is only beginning to be reflected in the inflation numbers. Housing is becoming more unaffordable, with rising financing costs and appreciation. At the other end of the scale, as noted in the commentary last week, it is fine for the Biden administration to state affordable housing goals, but by the time those goals filter down to the state and local levels, well, things happen to hinder those goals like economics, red tape, builder preferences, existing housing zoning, and mountain lion habitats? California isn't the only place, and a town in Ohio voted down affordable housing after Dave Chappelle threatened to pull his plans for a restaurant and comedy club. Not in his backyard. For the links to those stories, as well as the latest employment opportunities, new hires, and broker and lender services and products, visit robchrisman.com. Thank you to this week's podcast sponsor, MCT, and its Hedge Advisory Division. Whether you are making the move to mandatory executions, seeking improvements to your mortgage pipeline management process, or considering a change in your hedge advisor, MCT's Hedge Advisory blends technology and service to achieve your goals. As the industry leader in pull-through analytics and best execution with the highest staff-to-client ratio, lenders of every size trust MCT to manage risk and optimize profitability in their mortgage pipeline. With that being said, for today's interview, I want to welcome back onto the show MCT COO Phil Rosori. Mr. Rosori is a recognized thought leader in capital markets operations within the mortgage banking community. His areas of expertise include complex financial modeling, computational dynamics, and linear programming for operational optimization. In addition to MCT's banking clients, Mr. Rosori has consulted with GSE agencies and the U.S. government on hedging best practices for community banks. Mr. Rosori has functionally led MCT operations since 2005 and ascended to his current role as COO in 2007. So MCT is in its 20th year, and you have been with the company for most of that. What was your expectation for the company upon joining, and how's that compared to reality? Well, it's funny, Robbie. Uh, you know, MCT was actually, uh, as, as I like to say, uh, uh, fortunately for the company, and unfortunately for me, I look a lot older than I am. <laughs> and so uh, I, I got to MCT, I think, when I was 24. Uh, so I was, uh, I was only a couple of years out of college. Um, so, you know, definitely, uh, de- definitely first kind of real, uh, and I had some, uh, analyst job, uh, analyst jobs before in finance, but, uh, but definitely first, uh, kind of, uh, uh, career job. And, 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 and yeah, look at my background was in, um, in math and, and, uh, and databases, uh, SQL, 
Um, and so, uh, you know, initially, uh, obviously, uh, it was, it was very, very analytical to help, you know, build the models. Um, and, and, uh, definitely has, uh, transformed, uh, transformed over the years. In the last couple years, we've seen some reorganization of, uh, hedge advisors and, and MSR services companies, including some mergers and acquisitions, some some big chief executives leaving companies and no longer being in the business. How do you think one hedge advisory separates themselves from their competition? Well, you, you know, that, that's a great question. I, I'll, I'll speak, you know, specifically to, to MCT. I mean, we um, one thing we're very proud of is our, uh, you know, if you, if you take a, you know, not, not looking at innovation or services, if you just look at MCT, uh, the organization, we're very proud of our, um, of, of our retention of our employees. And so, you know, a lot of these employees, I personally, the, the, the traders, um, and analysts at MCT that deal with our clients, you know, I, I hired uh, 15 years ago or, or longer. Our our, uh, our senior trader Andrew Rhodes. He's been with us 17 years, uh, but we have uh, we have a dozen traders that have been with us um, a decade or longer. So, re- real proud about that. Um, I think as far as you know, separating ourselves from the competition, and again, just speaking from MCT's perspective. It's, um, you know, moving from just the just the hedge advisory piece to focusing on, you know, getting that best execution for the customer on, uh, you know, selling their uh, on the on the loan sale asset. Um, So, you know, that that that, you know, early on as we moved clients, this this goes back 20 years now uh, with the vast majority of our clients were, were best efforts to mandatory conversions. And the biggest competitor uh, for for MCT uh, twenty years ago was was really best efforts execution, and so it was in, it, early on it it became uh, very very apparent that we would we would have to help our clients um, find the best execution uh, when we were executing you know when when they were actually executing their their loans on a mandatory basis. Uh, so that they could achieve the the biggest pickup over best efforts, and of course that's you know over the years transitioned, and and now with um, a BAM the bid auction manager and uh, and BAM AOTs and and uh, the 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 rapid commit functionality ag- agency rapid commit functionality, you know the you know a, a large portion of our service to customers is on the loan sale execution side. So I think that's that's really the, you know, a lot of ways we feel we've separated ourselves, but the most obvious way has been on the loan sale execution side. At the start of that answer, you mentioned the word innovation. And innovation's always been kind of the name of the game at MCT. Can you share some technology updates that have happened recently and, and maybe some that might be on the horizon? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great question. So we've, um, you know, we, you know, if you take it back to what uh, on the execution side, on the loan sale execution side, you know, what we're here to do is, you know, take friction out of the process and you know, achieve the true best execution for the customer. And if you look mathematically at friction that still exists uh, in the market, which is obviously has become a lot more efficient. Uh, the, the biggest friction in selling agency loans uh, on a mandatory basis 
that still exists is the, the the transaction cost that occurs you know when you when you pair out of your hedge position so you as a lender when you're offloading that long position to the investor in the form of this mandatory commitment you have this short position that you need to pair out or buy back and there's that 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 bid offer spread is that friction cost that exists and um you know you're able to take that friction cost out by assigning that trade position and even in today's very efficient market with with you know execution electronic execution tools like tam they're still up uh, you know up to a three basis point bid offer spread even in an efficient tba execution so if you think about three basis points in a um you know in 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 an agency execution that's already very very thin margin on the on the aggregator side uh three basis points is a lot of execution to gain and so long way of answering um is that our you know our our most recent innovation in our in our innovation that will continue will be on the on the AOT side within BAM marketplace so allowing that you know, and we've talked about BAM Marketplace in the past, but BAM Marketplace, you know, allowing for that security spread commitment to to let two parties, you know, the seller and the buyer, um, lock in that execution uh, prior to actually approval of that uh, of that seller. Um, this will basically the next step is to take that AOT ability, which already exists, obviously, with uh, the hybrid AOT that the buyers that, you know, buyers have have developed in the last few years. And that that functionality is all automated within BAM, uh, taking that AOT ability that exists within BAM and moving that to that 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 automated security spread commitment functionality and so it's continually in our in our vision and in our goals to uh, move, you know, you know, kind of have this constant march towards um, towards having a, a a trade behind every uh, every aggregator commitment. Yeah, and AOTs have been especially important here to start the year in this rising rate environment, just for some of the cash implications of of the way people engage in those. I do want to talk about what's going on in the market. There's a decent bit of uncertainty in the bond market with how hawkish the Fed will be at the March meeting and going forward. What's your outlook for 2022? Well, I think I, I, I actually before I answer that, just to, just to comment on what you said that that that's exactly right, Robbie. And you know, uh, it's 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 a little bit paradoxical because uh, on on the AOT cash benefits, a lot of people talk about the everyone talks about the AOT cash benefits that occur in a, a market rally, right? So when rates are dropping and those security prices are really high, and you've got margin calls. Um, AOTs can literally take out a, a truly existential threat uh, to the organization, to an independent organization, independent mortgage banker. However, um, it's actually more, a lot of times, more cash benefits actually realized in a market deterioration because you're able to, if we, you know, like if we take today, if you're selling a loan today, that loan is for the most part going to be hedged with a March security um, that won't actually settle till March 14th. And so, but if the investor buys your loan seven days from now, there's there's a full month between when you take the cash hit on selling an unprofitable loan 
to realizing the the the, the cash gain from the um, from the security. So with the AOT, you're able to fast forward that pickup um, and 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 get that in in with the loan sale. So it's a great point on the cash on 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 the outlook for 2022. I think. Um, Look, there's a big dispersion of it. You know, we recently did a, a webinar with, um, you know, with an economist that we all really respect, Mike Frattantoni of the MBA. And, you know, I think his forecasts, um, or I should say MBA's forecasts of, uh, of 2.6 trillion are, 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 are probably uh, more in line with what we would think more realistic um, than some of the other a little more rosy forecasts uh, that, that were out there. Um, if you look at the product mix right now and you look at, you know, it's a little bit scary at first glance that there's still 42% of, uh, you know, our clients, you know, pipelines or refines. If you break that down a little lower, it doesn't get as scary. Break it, uh, you know, when you see that only 18% of the pipeline is rate terms. So, you know, you could see a 50% drop in rate term refis from here which we've already seen over a 50% drop in the last uh, four months, but you can see a 50% drop from here and you're still only going to affect the overall by 9%. And I think that, you know, look, the bigger question is purchases. We know with property value increases with the FHFA loan size increases, we know we're going to continue to see uh, good loan size <laughs> uh, movement, right? Uh, the, the question is going to be, are we going to hit and, you know, an, an inventory crisis um, that that's already occurring in certain, you know, certain parts of the country. But I think that's the, that's the big question mark. Um, I think with, with regards to rates, you got to think all things being equal. Uh, this is where we are and it's going to be a, a slower year, right? More, it's going to look probably more like 2018 uh, than it will uh, 2021. Um, but, uh, but I always say, you know, Given the current, you know, look, you, 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 unfortunately, do not have to look any further than the Ukrainian border uh, <laughs> to realize that, you know, rate rates could come down, um, you know, due to some factor that we're not really expecting right now. Yeah, and I guess on the bright side, we've already seen FHFA try and give the industry more lead time on any changes they're going to do, rather than just kind of shoving it in people's faces and saying this is the way it's going to be. So. That's good news, and uh, I want to thank you for coming on and taking the time. It's great as always. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Robbie. I right. appreciate it. The slightly above consensus CPI results add to the school of thought that the Fed is behind the curve when it comes to fighting inflation, as well as urgency to the Fed's plan to start raising interest rates. The CPI report boosted the implied likelihood of a 50 basis point rate hike at the March meeting to 95% from 24% on Wednesday. Well, there is now a clear majority for an implied likelihood of a Fed funds rate range ending the year between 1.75% and 2%. Already fully priced in is a full percentage point rise by the end of July. St. Louis Fed President Bullard said yesterday he agrees with that sentiment. There is the risk that the central bank risks destabilizing markets if it turns more aggressive and unpredictable, and has already triggered concern the economy will slow drastically in 2023. Needless to say, the bond market took a beating on these numbers, with MBS down half a point since the release of the report and roll rates increasing. That means higher rates for borrowers. Among the factors behind the numbers was a tight labor market, with unemployment now at 4%. Speaking of jobs, one of the explanations for the big jump in last Friday's January payrolls figures was a seasonal adjustment. Normally, 
The holiday shopping season generates a large number of hires that are subsequently laid off in January. But that didn't happen this time, as many employers decided to hang on to these temporary workers since the labor market is so tight. The Bureau of Labor Statistics adjusts for those holiday layoffs and its seasonal adjustments. So the 467,000 number more accurately represents people who would ordinarily have been let go that weren't. That helps to explain some of the big difference between the ADP number, the loss of 200,000 jobs in January, and the BLS gain. To put a bow on yesterday, this week's primary mortgage market survey from Freddie Mac saw a reaction to the recent jump in rates after being little changed in the prior week. For the week ending February 10th, the 30-year and 15-year rates jumped 14 basis points and 16 basis points to 3.69% and 2.93%, respectively. The day's $23 billion 30-year bond auction was received with weaker demand than what was seen at Wednesday's strong 10-year note sale. The 7-year U.S. Treasury yield is now even with the 10-year yield, while the forward yield curve inverted yesterday morning, indicating that the market expects a rate cut cycle to begin in about two years, presumably due to aggressive rate hikes that will stifle growth. MBA reported that the delinquency rate for mortgage loans on 1-4 to unit residential properties decreased to a seasonally adjusted rate of 4.65% of all loans outstanding at the end of the fourth quarter of 2021. The delinquency rate was down 23 basis points from the third quarter of 2021 and down 208 basis points from one year ago. Quote, mortgage delinquencies descended in the final three months of 2021, reaching levels at or below MBA's survey averages dating back to 1979, said Marina Walsh, MBA's vice president of industry analysis. The percentage of loans that are 90 days or more past due in the process of foreclosure was 2.83% in the fourth quarter, close to the long-term average of 2.80%, end quote. The only economic release on the calendar today is preliminary February Michigan sentiment, due out later this morning. The desk will conduct the last two MBS purchase operations on the current schedule when they purchase up to $3.6 billion worth of 30 years, ranging in coupons from 2% to 3%. In the afternoon, the desk will release a new two-week MBS purchase schedule, along with the MBS purchase estimate for the February 14th to March 11th period. We begin the day with agency MBS prices bouncing an eighth and the 10-year yielding 2%, after closing yesterday at 2.03%. For those convinced rates are only set to continue going up, as Phil Rosori said, you need to look no further than the Ukrainian border for a reason that rates will go down. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. This one's rated R for visual effect. It's a story from Urban Meyer. Ohio State had just lost a bowl game, so Urban Meyer brought in the ghost of Woody Hayes to the locker room. Holy smokes, this is Coach Hayes. The ghost of Coach Hayes was not healthy at the time, but was there and started laying into the coaching staff about toughness. That there was no toughness in the program, that's why they lost the game, on and on, and screaming. The ghost pounded the table. He screamed, we have no toughness, and the reason is because you're not tough. No one on the staff is tough enough, and that's a problem. The ghost reached down and grabs this box, slides the top off, and there was something in the box moving around. He reached in and pulled out this big snapping turtle. He looks at the snapping turtle and says, I'm going to show you toughness. The ghost unzips his pants and takes out his manhood. The turtle reaches up and snaps on, clamping tight. We could see the veins and the sweat on the ghost of Hayes' face. He screams at the coaches, that's toughness, that's effing toughness. He reaches down, seriously pokes the turtle right in the eye, and it falls off. He wipes the sweat off his forehead, zips up and says, that's the problem. 
We don't have anybody in this room tough enough to do that right there. One assistant raises his hand and says, Coach, I'd do this. Just promise not to poke me in the eye. (laughs) Thanks again to MCT and its hedge advisory division. Pairing industry-leading experience with award-winning technology to assist you in locking, coverage, best execution, and reporting. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.